Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps. I got my mans in here, straight out of the, the Dell. As people will call us the onion, don't call us that because we'll wash you up. You heard. <laughs> Kev, we're shaking, my boy. What's goody? <laughs> we're about to break down some fights. Um, but before we get into that, just tell people about yourself. A little about yourself. Um, I'm a professional sports analyst, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, also fix buses in my main career, you know? Talk to them. You know? Um... That's about it. Do videography, photography on the side, you know, if anybody wants some pictures, some videos, holler at me. Um, Where are you located, though? Uniondale. <laughs> <laughs> what, the exact location? <laughs> send me location. Send me location. Dana, send me his location right now. Yeah, I mean, I can shoot those countdowns for you. What's up? Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> Might have to get you a part of the team because we're doing a, the weekly Scraps Media now. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I think that's going to be like our new thing that we're going to do and try to give these other athletes like some shine, some shine, more opportunities to like really, what would you say? I guess um, promote themselves. Sometimes I feel like they have a little bit of a difficult time doing that because a lot of these people, they be saying they be want to do this shit. Yeah. But then when the camera's in front of them, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's crazy. I feel like promotion is a, a, another half of the battle when it comes to fighting because you could have. I mean, obviously, you need the talent, but, like, you also need promotion. Yep. Like, you look at people like, um, I guess, Patty and stuff like that, how they just get so... The body. <laughs> the body. He gets pushed. <laughs> you know, these people get pushed. Uh, Ian and, you know, um, all these other guys, like, you need promotion. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like somebody like... Um, Who's, a, who's your teammate? Steam. Steamroll. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like he's been under the radar. You know what I mean? But he's he's good. So, I feel like he should be fighting better people but i guess because he doesn't have that promotion behind him maybe i don't know see i don't want him to fight people that are that much better yet mm -hmm. if it's gonna be the same pay i uh, think when oh, they give okay. him that rate give him okay. do that short on molly route like now he's got two first round knockouts yeah. over two undefeated guys i mean that's huge for so for him it's like well you're gonna get paid the same thing you're gonna get paid to fight the other guy who's on unranked versus the guy who is ranked so it's like you want to take that chance and fast track okay there's something to that but if you're not guaranteed like a good matchup, I mean, I, I know some people are gonna be like, "Well, you gotta take the chance. This is why you fight. You gotta fight everybody." Yeah, but there's some there's some strategy that's involved in this. <laughs> yeah. You don't just say, "I'm gonna fight Khabib tomorrow morning." Like yeah, it just yeah. doesn't work like that. And if you do, good luck. And yeah. what do you want to say? Like, oh, I tried. I sure. mean, it's good to try, but you want to make sure you're at least taking a calculated, um, making calculated efforts, not just going out there getting your ass whipped mm. and then like you tried, not really yeah, for the name of fame or whatever. Exactly. Um, and I think people are catching on to the steamroller because he's actually a funny dude. He's a, he's an interesting guy, man. It's just like, Never hung out how do you him. operate like this? <laughs> His wavelength is just different. Different. And uh, he, he's a good energy. Good time. Always happy. Like, usually in a good mood, except when he's cutting weight. Mm -hmm. When he's getting turning into... Um, this steamroller when he's coming, to, so he he has he has a process. Yeah, he he comes down from the cream roller, he gets to you know, so he's big body no he's cream roller then he's like big body steam where he's just like big body yeah. then he's turning into like the lean roller and then he's the steamroller <laughs> on fight night you know so um, at least that's the way I I look at him I break him down in that that you order. You gave him these names. 
No, 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 no. Oh. He, he calls himself Big Body Steve, baby. And he'll flex. I'm just like, yo, this is hilarious. Is it? That's funny. Yeah. So, it's so when he puts the weight back on. But yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So, we actually just launched it on YouTube. But we're thinking about just merging it all into my channel and just um, doing it like that and changing the name of my page to the Weekly Scraps Media as opposed to it being Funkmaster MMA. Or Footmaster Weekly Scrap. I don't know. Something like that to make it easy for the fans to find. Okay. But that's what we want to do. Kind of like how Will Harris goes around and documents all these people. And we could just make like a separate playlist. Or we should just build up the Weekly Scraps media and just keep it separate. And then my page is all about... Your stuff. My stuff. I think my vlogs yeah. and podcasts. Yeah, I think that's better. Yeah, to but... Separate it. The only thing is like for, for Vola stuff, if I have put it on my channel, I feel like the subscribers would have gotten the notifications... So it's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there around to hear it, does it make a sound? YouTube is is growing. Like I get notifications for stuff that I don't even follow anymore. So like, yeah, it'll say like um, channels that people that follow Sugar also watch this. Yeah. So I don't know if, if it maybe would have been better or whatever, but I feel like they they would see it regardless. I don't know if they if they follow your Funk Master page and you post it on Weekly Scraps and. It should make its way to the same people, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what that is. It's from Kodak Black <laughs> on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> so you want love Kodak? <laughs> I hope so. That was a funny. That was so funny. He's a character too, man. He did the whole interview in a ski mask. Yeah, he made them wear ski masks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was the funny. I was like, yeah, he's got these guys wearing ski masks on the Breakfast Club because he came in in a ski mask. But yeah, um, I forgot where we even got off. But yeah, we're gonna get into the fights. Um, I haven't really been trained too much. I actually hit pads yesterday. No, 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 Monday. Mm-hmm. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, I hit pads on Monday with Steve. But it, actually, I didn't hit pads. I lied. We moved around for twenty five minutes because my ankle's still swollen, man. It's a balloon. My foot is a balloon. Conor How did McGregor. That on the fight. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I look like I got unscathed, but. Kicking? Yeah, kicking the shit out of TJ. <laughs> and they were proper kicks. They weren't like messed up kicks where I kicked like his elbow or something like that. At least I don't think so. When I watched it, they looked like proper, proper. kicks. Proper. Real proper thing, you know? So, um, also a Jamaican brethren. Is it me? Is it me? I thought I had a funk shirt, but whatever. Yeah, so what was it? Um, yeah, so my ankle's still swollen, so we did that. And then my thumb is still jacked up. Uh, I didn't get x-rays on it because I figured it was the same thing I did in Chicago mm-hmm. where I had the split on it. But this one was a lot worse because I hit it. I hit him the first time on the ground, and I just mm-hmm. threw the sideways punch, mm. and it. I felt it instantly. Like my, Would it's you like you know, was it? Would you land that on him? Well, on the ground and pound. Would so it's like, like a, a, somewhere on his skull. <laughs> so as I hit him, it felt like my my body went red like a video game. Just like, uh, <clears throat> like you know, when you get hit shot and it's like <sighs> KO mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, or like, like is it like Grand Theft Auto? Oh, and it's like wasted. Yeah, like but before that. <laughs> oh, but it's like, oh, Call of Duty. Maybe when you get shot and it, it like flashes red. Yeah. So I hit him and it flashed red. Like my whole face and body just went red because it was like giving me that alert. Like, yo, bro, mm. what are you doing? You're doing this dumb shit again. Mm. I punched him sideways. I was like, yeah, that actually hurt. And I'm going to feel that tomorrow. So then I started turning my punches over. Because in the minute, in the moment, you're just like, yeah, I just yeah, want to kill him. Fool this nigga. <laughs> 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 Technic. <laughs> Technic, why? Technic, Technic, Technic. Pause. But... <laughs> Lick, not them, lick not, means hit. Yeah, yeah, not them type of lick okay, there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my thumb's a little jacked up still. still swollen. I don't know if the viewer's going to be able to see this. 
But this is from the Pedro Munoz fight. It's scarred down, but look at the knuckle is. I tore the ligament, partial tear. And then this one, I did pretty much the same thing. I don't even need to get an x-ray to know. Mm. Um, not even an x-ray, MRI to know. It's like, I'm not even going to waste time. Just strengthen it. It's not completely torn. I can still use it, but it fucking hurts. So I can't hit pads. So um, he did one pad and one noodle. But mm. this on Monday, we did, we just moved around. So I was able to place my punches because it's not like a high-intensity sparring session kind of thing. And how many, when did you start age fighting? Fighting, fighting. Um, my sophomore year in college, I trained for about a month. And then that summer, I went pro after my birthday. So 20 years old when I was 20. 33 now. 33. So how do you feel like about uh, somebody like Yoel Romero started at what? <sighs> 30? 30 something? He started late, man. Really late. Like, I don't know how people do that. Because we was in Abu Dhabi and we was wrestling around. Yeah, <laughs> your cameraman Jake tossed me around a couple times, <laughs> and my toe has not recovered yet. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah. like I think I need to get it X-rayed now because I'm like, eh, it'll it'll go away. It'll eventually heal itself, but I'm just like, it's still like stiff. I'm like, what the hell did I do? And you guys do this, yo. Yeah, people are just like <laughs> all the oh, time. You're not hurt. Just get back in there. That's funny. From their couch. Yeah, from the couch, I'm like <laughs> eating a bag of Cheetos. You guys have no idea what it takes, man. <laughs> no, no idea. idea. Um, there's other people who are like, well, the Warriors are the ones that get back in there. I'm like, yeah, and they're also the ones that are crippled. And then you go, you were mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. You were fun to watch. Yeah. Thank thank you for doing everything you did for us. <laughs> you know what compliment I hate is like, this guy's tough. Like, I don't want to hear that about nah, me. exactly. <laughs> I don't want to hear this guy's tough. He can eat shots. Like, no, that's not a, not what I want to hear. Like, uh, you got heart, kid. <laughs> that means, <laughs> you got heart. That means you could eat You got shots. your ass whipped. <laughs> yeah. You got heart, kid. Nah. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear all that and have all those type of compliments. Nah, you can keep that to yourself. That is a fact. I always, I always, I always said stuff like that, man. Like, like people get mad because I feel like they want to see me get into get these banged, get yeah, banged up, yeah. so they can be like, ah, right, he got it, he tough. Yeah, it's I'm like no, man, fuck out of here. If you want to see that, you gotta like earn that ancient shit. Ancient Roman times, man. You want to see fight to the death for real? <laughs> want to go get you going get, get some line or something, man? Not everybody. Like I got some viewers out here who like they're smart. They're like, yo, yeah. keep fighting the way you're fighting. You're smart, intelligent. Just win and just win. Yeah. I'm like, that's the name of the game. At the end of the just day, win. winning. Um, that's why I do like Henry Cejudo because he's at least, at least intelligent in that regards. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but he did break down Michael Chandler's fight. Yeah, and that was a high stakes fight where I felt like it was very pivotal for both their careers. And there was opportunity for Chandler to win that fight. And I like Poirier. Yeah. I'm not trying to like throw shade at him whatsoever. But when you look at it on paper, you would think that if Chandler used the wrestling skills that he actually possesses, yes. that he would have an edge just in controlling time. It yeah. might have been a more boring fight. Yes. But he could have controlled time and eight clock and won a sh- very strategical fight. Not saying Poirier would just chill and let him do whatever he wants, but he has the edge where if he kept grinding and he, we know he has cardio for days for yeah. three rounds, yeah. that's different than a five round fight where Poirier for, yeah. has more time to <laughs> knock him out. Yeah. So I, he was breaking it down. He was like, Chandler always wants to entertain. He's like, that's all fun, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters, and this is from Henry Cejudo on his podcast or wherever it is that he was doing that, and he was saying. The only thing that matters are the W's, man. Like, that's the most important thing, the gold. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that 100% because you want the real money. You want to get the pay-per-view points. You want to increase your flat pay. Um, even the UFC brass would say, like, you got to win fights. Um, they'll say it's about entertaining, too. You could become a fan favorite, be like Nate Diaz. But Nate Diaz has been in the game for so long. Yeah. And he was winning. He did get a chance to fight for the belt. And he came up short. 
So he's been one of those guys who's been up and down, but he's been on a long wave. So when he had that Conor McGregor moment, it exploded. So not everyone gets that lucky break. Like, yeah. just keep staying the course, man. You you might get there one day, slugger, and yeah. the fans might be wanting to tune in to watch you fight. It doesn't quite work like that for everybody. Look how many guys come in and out through the UFC because um, it's e- easier to get here, harder to stay here, and even harder to string together multiple wins because that's the only way your fight pay really increases. In the beginning. Well, you know, he just came off of that crazy front kick. Who's that? Oh, yeah, Chandler. Yeah, so... It's, yeah. Yeah, I could... Could he afford to lose this fight? I guess to me, you know what I, I mean? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, like, he could have... But I was saying that before we put the cameras on. If he had fought for points, I don't see how... No shade to Poirier also. I don't see how Poirier could have won. Because he... Could have knocked he, him out. But... Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. Against a guy who's wrestling you to death. Yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> I feel like he, Poirier only got to touch him as much because Chandler engaged into into that type of fight. He did get tired, though. Chandler got tired. Yeah. I think that second round, after being busted up, because he took him down in the first round, too, right? I believe so, yes. And then Poirier got up and then put it on him. Yeah. And that's the dangerous game about out. grappling. Yeah, Everyone yeah. wants to grapple until yeah. you start grappling. You just, or your arms go from like feeling mm. good. You got all this pop in your punches. And then they just drop. And you're like, mm-hmm. yo. You feel like you're swinging these like these hammers on your on your hands. And not in a good way. Like you're mm. not hitting someone with a the hammer. They, your arms just feel super heavy like a sandbag, I guess. Um, I always wonder what's worse. Like the person defending or the person uh, on the offensive when it comes to grappling like yeah who's getting more tired the person trying to get up or the person that's holding you down you now Kevin's been in the gym he's got to watch a bunch of my sparring sessions so he knows how like we we go in the trenches and we like really really get after it in in those sparring rounds with like myself Marab Dennis um those round robins and how crazy they can get and the intensity so with the wrestling it always depends it's like if I'm engaging in the wrestling department and I'm squeezing to try to get you down on the ground and then you get right back up and I'm squeezing to maintain control of your legs and I try to take you back down and I lift or I'm grunting and you're hooking my leg and I can't lift the way I want to lift and I've got to squeeze multiple times and then maybe I get you down for like five seconds or ten. Then you get back up. Mm-hmm. You're not squeezing anything. So yeah, it might be exhausting for you to stand up a little bit, but it's going to be more exhausting and taxing for the guy who's working more in that position. That's why whenever guys are in the clinch, I always tell them, like, relax. Don't overexert your energy because the guy who's looking for the takedown, if it's not a clean takedown, he's going to have to use a tremendous amount of energy in order to get that takedown. Um, and for his efforts, if he doesn't get it, you piece him up. You, you don't let him get anything for free. So as soon as you disengage in that clinch, attack that man because that man was just squeezing, clinching, grimacing. And if he wasn't just leaning with his body weight, if he was gripping and all that shit, man, go get him. Because he's going to be a little fatigued. Yeah, that mental plays a big part. Because you tell him, like, yeah, just relax. It's like, how can I relax, man? This guy's got his yeah. <laughs> looks around me. But You, yeah. you see, like, Kelvin. Yeah. You, like, I don't know if you, how many times you actually watch him spar. Your brother. Yeah. yeah. My brother, Kelvin. And then actually watch his fights. He'll grapple. And then he'll say, like, like if he loses or he wins, he'll be like, I just feel so tight, man. I don't understand. Yeah. And I'm like, because you... You go so crazy in these grappling exchanges yeah. to get the guy down on the ground, and then you don't pace yourself. There's literally like, he shoots out like a fucking racehorse yeah. in a 200 yard sprint, 200 whatever, yeah, 200 meter sprint. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's not sustainable, bro. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. not in 15 minutes, not even in a nine minute fight. You're just always, you're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think for him, it just really depends. Like if he was like taking him down or circling and striking with him and then taking him down at the end of the round, icing around like that, that's a smart path to victory. But again, you're talking about Dustin Poirier who could have easily picked him apart little by little by little. And then eventually as the fight is getting ready to close in that round, um, we don't know how much damage he would have ha- actually taken. So I think that third round, Chandler was really exhausted from all those grappling exchanges. When he slammed him with that last takedown, he got reversed. And um, oh, yeah. and I think it was because yeah. the mental fatigue, the physical fatigue, yeah. and the technique. As they say, once you get tired, technique starts to go out the window. Yeah. And uh, sometimes your judgment goes out the window as well. But yeah, that that's that. Um, was it? So we got... What were we talking about before that? I don't even know. Something originally about grab. So it's like, yeah, whoever gets tired, it really just depends. You'll see the guy who's trying to defend the takedown, squeezing and grunting and all kinds of crazy shit. We were talking about um, entertainers and stuff like that. And, yeah. And how yes, one banging thing around and not what to get hit and stuff like that. Or going yeah. into, yeah, we're talking about that. And then you brought up Chandler, how yeah. that's what he wants to do when his fights and stuff like that. And I, I try to explain, not, I I do hope people understand, like, in order for our pay rate, like, when I first started and I got in at A&A, like, the pay rate only goes up if you win. If I were to lose that fight, I got half my show money, half my win money. Well, not win money, because I didn't win. Um, I got only my show money, and I didn't get the other half. And then my next fight is at the same the same pay rate. So it doesn't go up. So I can essentially just keep making eight, eight, and eight, and just get cut and be done. Um... But if you win, it goes up, and I went from 8 to 10 to 10 to 12. And then I had the last fight on my contract because I thought I was going to, yeah, man, the UFC loves me. They're going to give me a big pay bump. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is what it is. You know, you stay the course. You keep winning. At the end of the day, the, the name of the game is winning. You do want to entertain to some degree because you do want the fans to care because if the fans don't care about you, the UFC is going to be like, well, Kind of like, well, why do we care to keep you around if the yeah. fans don't give a shit? You know? Unless they just like you as a person kind of thing. Um, Is there anybody like that? There's a couple. <laughs> I mean, like, you got, like, Kevin Holland. But Kevin Holland could fight. Yes. He's been winning fights. So it's a little bit different for him. Um, but we got this main event. Was this? UFC 64 or 65? I think this is 65. UFC Vegas 65. But we got Derek Lewis... Taking on Spivak, Sergey Spivak, who's been on a tear of late. Spivak, he's fifteen and three, won his last two by finishes, ground and pound, coming into his own. He lost to Aspinall, but before that, he won three in a row. Tom Aspinall is a beast. These are some big boys, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know like what's gonna happen with Lewis because. I think he's at that crossroads of a fight right now. Because if he loses this, there'll be his third loss in a row. He lost to Pavlovich, um, to Avasa, both by finishes. He knocked out Dawkins, and before that, he lost to Cyril Gan for the interim world title. Some tough people. Yeah, and before that, he was on a four-fight win streak. You know, it's always interesting once because his age, that's the other thing, he's 37. When people lose two in a row... It's like all the faith goes out of the window for some reason. That's just the way the game is. It's weird. Um, sometimes you're winning and people are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what's next for you. You lose one, like, ooh, I don't know if there's <laughs> anything else you can do, my man. You lose another one, it's like, maybe you should hang it yeah. up. 
So I, I don't know where he's at mentally. Hopefully he's still in a good place. I like Lewis. Um, Spivak is 27, though. The polar bear. I don't know what you think. I don't think. Who who has he beat? Spivak? He, yeah, he's more of a striker, but he's, he's been winning with the ground and pound. Yeah, he's more of a grappler. Good, oh, yeah? I think he's got good judo or sambo, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Augusto Sakai, he beat him. Who's a tough? Actually, Sakai's been on four or five losing streak. Jeez, <laughs> what am I talking about? And I mean, Sakai was on a that one, was to get ranked. two, three, four, five. Six. He was on a six-fight winning streak before Sakai, uh-huh. and then lost four in a row. That's what I'm saying about this game. It's so crazy. And you just keep going, and then you're just like, I'm gonna get the next one. No, no, no. I'm going to get the next one. And then you don't get the next one. You turn back and you look behind you and you're like, yeah, I stacked up mad L's, bro. I should have. I could have probably got out around this exit right here <laughs> and found a little detour. <laughs> that shit crazy. That shit really crazy, man. I hope I'm not that guy. Yeah, no. Nah, it might, it yeah. might take me two, maybe three. I'm just like, all right, guys. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks for the cheese. I'll smell you later. <laughs> I got faith in Derek for this one. I do, because uh, if grappling is his only strength, then uh, I don't I don't see him taking him unless it's to the. I guess it goes past the second round. I don't see him taking him down that easily, Sergey. Mm. See what he done to uh, his blades. Tra- <laughs> yeah, but Curtis is more of a, like a traditional wrestler, like shoots in. Where Sergey is more like I'll clinch you up and look for foot sweeps and, and stuff like that and, and trips and so he's better in, in the clinch situation where sometimes Lewis will find himself backing up and he'll be on the cage mm-hmm. and give these guys opportunities to tie him up I'm just like bro get off the cage and swing them bungalows boy I mean, he does I feel like sometimes he'll trick you into like thinking that yeah, you got him or something like that you got him hurt so you could pounce on him and then yeah. throws these wild uppercuts and stuff like that <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm um. You seen that with uh, what's his <clears throat> face tied to a or whatever his name is, but you know he came through with that freaking elbow. Oh yeah, yeah, off the cage, man. Yeah. That was fucking filthy. Um, and then Tuivasa had a really good fight with Sergan. That was pretty competitive until obviously it wasn't. But that's how sometimes the fight game goes. Like you're in there, and then one shot changes the entire. Yeah, that was a good back and forth for a little. But. So, are you betting on this one? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the plus, you know, because there's money to be made there. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, I has uh, got that punch's chance. Sergey is a uh, minus two twenty. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not counting a uh, thing out yet, especially coming off of losses. You don't know what that does. Like, if you come off a loss, you might come back even harder sometimes, or you might be discredited. I don't know. I think somebody like that coming off of two losses, especially. Um, what was the other? The, who did he fight? And um, he thought it was an early stoppage. What, um, who is it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's it? Who's it? Um, who's it? Lewis? Lewis. He thought it was an early stoppage. Yes. Sir Gun. Um, uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Oh, the last one. Yes. Ah, yes. I mean, and. Pavlovich went dumb, yo. He went yeah. stupid, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, ballistic barrage. Where's our barrage? He looked like Wolverine in this. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, this is like a straight up Tim Sylvia, like, Barbara moment. Yeah. 
and he's a, a grappler or whatever. And um, I would like to see that fight going a little bit further. He dropped, but he got right back up, and then you know, referee already called it. So, um, and that's a number five guy. This guy Sergey is fucking number fourteen. I don't know if he's fought. This is gonna be his tough, toughest fight. I'm surprised that he's this much of a favorite. I don't know if the rankings on here is actually accurate. No, I think he's twelve now. It says twelve on here, yeah. but I don't know if this is like according to the UFC's um, rankings. Yeah, I think he's stepping in there with a big dog. I don't know, man. Um, I always lean towards the side of the rest, the grappler. Yeah. Because once the fight gets on the ground, and if you don't have good grappling, it's just like, what are you going to do? Like, you literally need to knock the guy out to win the fight um, most of the time. You could probably win a decision, too, if the guy's grappling isn't all the way up to par. But I feel like Sergey's gotten better. Yeah. That's the difficult part. And I like I train with Sergey sometimes, like in the same gym. Sometimes I see him at the PI. He no longer really trains at Extreme Couture, from what I understand. But I'll see him at the PI. Um, him, Latifi, Ilir. Those guys all train together. So I'm just like, with all that, and then I got my guy, Derek Lewis. He's he's a homie as well. This is why I, I kind of hate the fight game, because I feel like I'm in a big-ass high school. It's like, I'm cool with you, I'm cool yeah. with you, but y'all beefing. Yeah. I'm in the middle. I'm the referee. I'm just like, nah, son, keep it legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets weird, man. It gets real mixy and, and weird really, like really, really quick. Like, none of them are like my boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... You know, I talk to them. I'm just like, I feel like a friend that's being torn apart. <laughs> that's why I try not to pick. Cause, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I never met him, so I'm gonna go with Derek. <laughs> Forget nah, you, Sergey. I respect it. Um, we got Iwan Kutalaba versus Kennedy. Say, say that last name for me. I'm gonna put the onus on you today. Um. I just watched this fight too. It's, it's like Nezucheco or something like that. Uh, just call him N Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zenchukwi. Call him Mr. N. Mr. Ninovaji. Um, Kuban Kudalaba. He lost two in a row. Johnny Walker, Ryan Spann. Before that, he beat Devin Clark. Zuchukwi. Mm. Beat Robeson. Finish him elbows from back mount. Wow. And then he lost to Nugaramu and Daun Jung. Kennedy's I don't know. Kennedy, here. Kennedy's like this tall, lanky mofo. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I've seen his fights. Um, the Afro. I wish he was a little more. He's a wrestler. He's 6'5". Is he? Uh, uh, definitely not a striker. <laughs> I think his background is wrestling. I did not know that. Don't quote me, boy, because I ain't said it's like no. Nah, <laughs> He's got an 83-inch reach, though. 6'5". Kutalaba is a little bit shorter. He's 28. He's 6'1", with a 75-inch reach. Kutalaba is just mean, though. He mean mugs from the the weigh-ins to the face-off. <laughs> and then really? in the cage, he's mugging you as well. Uh, he's intense. He's just intensity. Mm. I just don't know where his real strength is. Like, um, like I don't know where he's a specialist in. Oh, he's not a wrestler. Take yeah. that back, sorry. He just started MMA. <laughs> I don't MMA. know if he's a wrestler. Yeah, he yeah, just started MMA. Like he just kind of just started. Like, yo, you got a long, yeah. you got a good frame for this. You could probably do some of this shit. Um, yeah, Kudalaba, I'm not sure what his exact um, strength is. 
if it's like boxing or grappling. I feel like his grappling is his it's best thing. Yeah. Um, Kennedy just he seems gun shy. So if he could be more on the attack on the offense, I mean he's already a favorite, I guess, because of his reach and his power. But um, if he could be on the offensive and attack a little bit more, I don't see him losing either. I feel like he just has he doesn't have the speed. Like he's a little like he's got the frame of like an Izzy, but he's like a lot slower with yeah. like the snappiness. Like he doesn't have those fast twitch muscles that you would think. Like like if you just looked at him, you'd be like, like you pick a lineup your first day in gym class. We're playing basketball <laughs> today because it's the first day of gym yeah. back at Unidale, and everyone's on the line. You just look it down the road. You're like, I'm definitely taking him. Mm-hmm. And then you see him play ball, and he's like moving mad slow. And you're like, Yo, bro, it's not what I thought you had in the in the tank. Um, that's that's kind of the way I, I categorize his speed. So I think Kudalaba is going to have the edge in that. But I think if Enchukwe can get him down, I hope I'm not saying I'm just calling Kennedy, bro. <laughs> if Kennedy can take him down first, yeah. I think it could be an issue for Kutalaba because we saw him display some good grappling in that last one over um, Carl Roberson, who isn't really a grappler at all. Yeah. That's Roberson's like weakness. But Robeson would knock you to like he would send your brain to to the Neptunes like the guy can crack. Yeah. Um, but Kudalaba, if he can take him down first and grind out a guy like Kennedy, but I don't know, man. That's a this is a tough fight. Like these are the fights that I just I'm like I'm so torn on because I don't know who to yeah. be, like. If I were betting, I wouldn't know who to bet on. I don't uh, bet on fights, guys. Let's say uh, shout out G Fuel get twenty percent off using my promo code Aljo, GFuel.com. <laughs> It hasn't been a good year for Nigerians, you know? <laughs> you just had to do it. <laughs> just had to do it. It hasn't been a good year for Nigerians. Um, hopefully, that hasn't got to Kennedy. Hopefully, he's rubbed some vibranium on the knuckles this weekend. Some vibranium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully, this is not the third upset of the year. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm like... Yeah, and this is the co-main event. This card is kind of like, eh. But it does have some fun names on here. Um, Muslim Salikov versus Andre Fialho. That should be a really fun one. They do have that heavyweight guy fighting Chase Sherman. Um, I just skipped over him. Uh, Acosta, Cortez Acosta. He was in the contender series. Yeah, I got I got Chase on that one. Yeah? Yeah. Um, they're both... Strikers, I just think Chase got the speed. So if it's if it's coming down to a brawl, I I I think uh, Waldo's got the better chin, but Chase Chase is faster. Uh, that's what that's what I was looking at the chin. Um, I don't, I just don't know. Like when you get to that point where you start talking about the chin as a talking point at the heavyweight division, it makes yeah. it really tough for me to pick someone who has like the iffy iffier side. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chase has looked good coming back to the UFC, and then he did drop a bunch. He lost to Olaski, Parker, Kalier, um, um, Romanov. Well, they both. I said Parker. Yeah, Parker Porter. They both just fought the same person last time, and Chase put him out where Waldo went to decision. Yeah, I know it doesn't really say much, but you know. But he's a prospect coming off the contender series. I think I think the UFC is setting this fight up for Cortez Acosta to win. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah. 
I can see that. I think they think Chase is probably done, and this would be a good name for him to get a win over. But again, like you said, Chase has a speed advantage in the boxing. He sometimes he tends to get hit a little too much, yeah. and that could be the difference. Uh, and maybe if I'm Acosta, I'm looking to play uh, who drops first. It's kind of similar to the way Holloway fought Jose Aldo. Yeah. Like Aldo was out te- being a little bit more technical than him and landing better shots. And then Holloway just said, you know what? Flipped the switch and said, let's see who drops first. <laughs> Put the pressure on him and just kept slipping punches in, in the box in the, um, the boxing range, covering up and then dropping some hammers on uh, Aldo. Aldo would connect, mm-hmm. but then uh, like Holloway could take the shots. And then once Holloway landed, bing, bong, dropped him with a one-two. And I was like, yeah. If they if that was the fight, like if you fought him like that, that's the way to beat a guy like Jose Aldo. You're not going to out-technique him. Where he's so fast and explosive, and um, yeah. he could touch you up and get out of there, kind of thing. He was fast. He was kind of lighting him up before that. It was like, I mean, it was. I don't want to say it wasn't like like one sided, but you could tell Aldo was winning that fight. But he was slowing down, and the Holloway said, "All right, it's time to just go. Let's gas pedal this motherfucker." And he, that's what exactly what he did. So I kind of could see that happening here with Acosta. That's what I would look to do if I'm breaking this down. Like I'm looking at my skill set. Like he might be better in a if I try to go technique for technique with him. So let's see who's more durable. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Bite down on that mouthpiece and go. I wouldn't know anything about that, though. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> what you got to do. Just yeah. not me, though. <laughs> yeah. But in case you're wondering. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean it speaks <laughs> the, for itself. The results lie. <laughs> you know, for all the haters out there. <laughs> oh, Henry. Mm. Um. And then we were talking about the Salikov Fialho fight. Both of these guys are fun fighters to watch. They're both strikers, really good guys, super talented. Salikov was winning the fight against Li Jingliang, then got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, Fialho was, was doing good against Jake Matthews until Jake Matthews knocked him out. So both coming off of a loss. This is one of those matchups the UFC does. They're like, all right, you lost your last one, you lost your last one. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's let's figure, figure it out. out. Who's going to progress? Who's going to go down the ladder? And then whoever's on a two-fight losing streak, they typically try to match those guys up as well. Like, that's usually the te- the typical pattern that the UFC tends to follow. Who would you pick on? I don't know how to pick. I, I think Muslim's the favorite, but uh, I think his chin Diallo's is... a hammer, though. Yeah, his chin is weak. I think Muslim's chin is kind of weak, so it's like, if he could connect, it'd be early night, but... Are you calling him Muslim just because he's Muslim? Is it Muslim? <laughs> I'm like, did I say it right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, did I say? It? Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, I blew that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm leaning towards Solikov. If I'm being honest here, if he could grab him, he's more of a he's more of a striker. He's not really yeah. a grappler. Yeah, he's got fast hands. The what's the, the Gagastani? Shan Shao. He, so his foundation style is Shan Shao. Oh, what's that Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think. What other fun fights are on this card? I mean, Danny Roberts versus Jack Mandela. That should be a barn burner. Yeah. Um, Mandela's pretty know. fucking good, man. I think this is like a... This is the easiest fight of the night, honestly. Why? <laughs> um, Danny Roberts' last fight. It was tough, right? That was a tough one. Against a 40-something-year-old and... Chinaldo. <laughs> yeah, it was rocking him. Guy um, hit his reset button a few times. <laughs> yeah. But, yo, Trinaldo's a... 
He's kind of a savage, though, yeah, man. Like, if yeah. you look at Chin- Chinalo's 44, bro. If I saw him somewhere, I'd be like, get away from me, old man. Not, yeah. Not whoop your ass, old man. <laughs> then you get you find out real yeah. quick. Nah, he's like the dad you call when you have trouble <laughs> at school. Well, he beat Danny Roberts. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, And Randy Brown just fought him. And he came back and won that third round against Randy Brown. And that second round was kind of close with Randy Brown. And people weren't Ooh, sure Trinaldo? which way that fight was going to go. Randy Brown against Trinaldo, yeah. He lost to Muslim Solikov by decision as well. Yeah, I wish I, I need to see that one. Cause... And he used to fight at 150. He moved up 155. He bumped up to one, uh, 170. He fought Paul Felder, beat him. He lost to Kevin Lee. He beat Jim Miller. He lost to James Vick, which is interesting. He beat Bobby Green. Yeah, he beat some good guys. Chinaldo. Mm-hmm. He lost yeah. to my boy Kiesa, though. Um, but, yeah, he went up to 170 after Solikov lost that one, beat Dwight Graham, beat Danny Roberts, and then lost to Randy Brown. I don't know. This is a tough one. This I I don't, I don't know which way I'm leaning on this, but I feel like Mandela might be getting coming for those cheeks, man. Yeah. He got to be careful, though. He's a little more durable, I think. Yeah. He's, uh, what, what is he? 26. <laughs> Is he? 26? Yeah. 26. What's Roberts? 35. Yeah, man. I hate I hate it when it's like that. Because then it's like, when you beat someone, it's like, damn, well, you beat the older version. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of sucks. It's kind of like like the Frankie Yeager thing. Mm. Like you beat an older version of Frankie Yeager. So for me, it's like, yeah, you beat Frankie, but you ain't beat Frankie, though, man. <laughs> you ain't beat Frankie. Come on, man. Like Stop, stop acting like that. Yeah. Don't be parading around acting yeah. like you beat the, the guy. You beat you beat the shell of the guy. Yeah, like uh Yan and uh Uriah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Like some people are hyping that up and like, oh he and then he got the title shadow for that. Bro, don't get me started on this, man. Don't get me started on this shit. I come for all the smoke. How you feel about I I, I kinda feel the same way. I don't know. With uh Marlon and uh Henry, I don't know. I felt like I knew that about Marlon. Yeah. And I just, I felt like when I fought him, I was just... Like, obviously, he knocked me the fuck out. Sent my brains to somewhere on the Neptunes. I finally <laughs> found them, and I was able to retrieve them. All right, cool. So we progressed after that. We learned from that. But going into the fight, I felt like fighting Marlon Marais, I thought, like, there was no chance in hell this motherfucker beats me. It was like, he's going to get tired, and I don't think he has a chin. And then... I was, I feel like I was right, but I didn't get to show that shit, like, at all. Like, mm-hmm. not even a little bit. Um, I had the moments with the triangle choke and switching into the arm bar, and then he got up, and then I was like, oh, I'm about to get him, I'm about to get him. And as soon as I got up, I dived in on the shot, I got yeah. lights out. Woke up in the hospital. Like, I mean, obviously, I woke up before that, but then I, I came to my, like, senses, like, right now, like, consciously talking to you mm-hmm. in the hospital where I saw my brother, Troy, mm-hmm. and then I asked him, like, Damn, bro, what happened? And then he was just like, yo, man, you asked me like 20 times what happened. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I swear I'm here this time. Like, now I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm really here. Like, I'm in my body now. Yeah. Like, I was that like... me asking before. Yeah, like, you know, like the, the meme they did with Anthony Joshua where he got knocked up by Ruiz? And then he, he, he was a ghost. He disappeared. He packed his luggage. And then he went up the escalator, got on the plane, yeah. and he took off. <laughs> That was me when Marlon Marais knocked me out. Yeah. That was me, 100% me. And I got back and I came back from my trip 
and I was in the hospital. I was like, okay, I, I went on my trip back home, and I came back, and I flew back to California. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I wanted to be that guy to expose him because everyone was riding that train, yeah. and I was like, yo, y'all riding this man's D so freaking hard, and this guy has holes. He has holes, <laughs> but I didn't get to show him. <laughs> I didn't get to show him. But <laughs> so when Henry beat him, I'm yeah. like, kudos to you, but I just – like, I give you props because he did knock out three guys in a row, finished three guys in a row, and all in the first round. So I was like, all right, there got to be props given. Yeah. But then even when he fought a Sun Sal the first time he came in, a Sun Sal touched him and put him on pause. <laughs> like, it wasn't even the craziest punch, but he touched him and Marlon froze, like, okay, well, just well, moving well. like this, <laughs> shuffling. And then the bell rung. And I was like, wow, this guy got saved by the bell. I'm like, this isn't the guy who they say he is. Like, yeah, he's dangerous. Anyone is dangerous who can swing yeah. a proper punch and get their body weight behind it. Like, of course, like, let's call it what it is. Like, that's why we have a puncher's chance. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why, I, yeah, just whatever, man. But Henry, Henry took his lickings and then yeah. survived long yeah. enough to knock him out. Yeah, Henry got TKO'd. a thick skull, man. Henry's got a thick skull. But yeah. most of those shots that Henry got hit with were like leg kicks. I, I don't remember. I remember he took some shots, though, and then he was like, you know what? Most, I mean, he did hit him a couple times, but he yeah. he had, like, some good defense. It wasn't like, oh, I got rocked cleanly and then sat down. Because if he got rocked cleanly and he didn't drop, I'd be like, Henry's a problem. Mm-hmm. You, this guy's got, like you said, he's got a block head. You yeah. can hit this guy with anything. He ain't going away. But, yeah, he's stuck in that. That's But that's the only thing I'm saying about this is, like, the older guy versus the new guy. Um... Usually the newer guy is more durable, especially if they're training the right way and not like getting their head beaten all the time in training and in fights and taking the right amount of time off after a fight or just taking minimal damage. Yeah. Well, a guy like Danny Roberts, like these guys who are all strikers, their career windows are a lot shorter than the guys who come in and grapple. You're right, Faber. He came back and fought Piotr Jan at 42. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you see shit like that. You see Frank Diego who's fighting until he's 40. Um, and he was fighting at 155, so he's fighting bigger guys who was cracking him. Yeah. And then uh, who else? Like just grapplers in general who just survive like the game much longer. I would say even myself, I've had a long career because of my grappling. Marab had a long has a long career because of his grappling. Doesn't take a lot of shots or a lot of damage. Um, but the guys who um, who tend to just sit and strike, the chin Jones. goes away a lot faster. Jones coming back. Jones. He's going to be just as durable because one, a long-ass layoff, long break. Yeah. And on top of that, he grapples everyone. And he's been in, like, what, two, one real war and then two, like, competitive scraps with Gustafsson, the first one, and then Dominic Reyes, the second one, which was competitive, but it wasn't like a war like the Gustafsson fight. That first yeah. one was insane. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm talking about Grapplers <laughs> sustaining in the career, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the... But people don't really like that. I might have to shave my mustache again. I mean, you got uh, Jose Aldo. It was an argument. Striker that... Yeah, but he was just fooding everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, he was just like, food, food, food. You think uh, Max is on his... Well, what about Max and like... Uh, Max has been on a long break. Poirier. Much needed break. They've had, they had some long, they had a long stretch. They did. And still killing it. But I'm going to say, I don't know if those guys trained the same way that they did when they were younger, like sparring all the time, yeah. senseless sparring. Max doesn't like, spar anymore, apparently. Max apparently doesn't spar anymore. 
that gives him some time. And I know there was an issue when he was like talking and they were like, oh, he's slurring his words from like the weight cut to the, the, the wars that he was in. I mean, you watch that fight with him and Poirier, that was nuts. The, sec- the rematch. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy... Did you watch that one? Yeah. That was a crazy-ass fight. It was like, how many times can your brain handle that type of damage? Like, your brain is probably bleeding in that there. That was bad. Yeah. Because he went up too, right? Thinking that he could... To 55. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Khabib was suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, MMA is just crazy, bro. He was like, go back to your weight class. Yeah. <laughs> go back to your weight class. Same for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got nothing over here for you. Well, they fought at 45. Mm-hmm. When he went, as um, his debut, debut. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I don't know, man. They have fifty five now. This might be a little different. I think Holloway might win this one. Yeah, I, I thought so too. But man, Poirier's a dog, bro. He always surprises me. <laughs> always, Poirier? yeah, always. You know what it is? I, I thought I thought Conor was gonna run through him, <laughs> beat him twice, <laughs> back to back. I was like, damn. This guy's a problem. <laughs> nah, he is. Like, I, I see Poirier, and I feel like what people look at him, like, the outside viewer who, who aren't, like, diamond fans, yeah. they look at him, they think, like, he doesn't have the skill set to win. And then I'm like, but I, I always go, based on what? I feel like he's very popular, right? Mm-hmm. I would say he's very popular. I don't know. I feel but like he's always counted to, out. To fight fans, he's popular. But, yeah. like, you know, somebody like Connor's like, known to everybody. I feel like only fighters know... Dustin. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would, I could agree with that. You know, Henry's also like popular to everybody, but I don't know. Um, who else is like a fighter's favorite? I guess the Diaz's. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're that big outside of. Yeah, so you could say like no, they're, yeah. they're big outside, man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, who's just famous? Like, hmm. I would say like you. Like you, you, you're, you're more just like. Fighters know you, but yeah. outside of that, like you could just go to the mall and be fine, and you don't, you don't need security and shit like that. Like, bro, Dubai, <laughs> yeah, nah, bro, nah, they know I you? put a mask on, bro. <laughs> you put the, the sheet, yeah, <laughs> and even then, I because I want to hate the mask, so I put it under my nose, mm-hmm. and then I, I started getting spotted, and I just started to like just duck my head and walk fast. <laughs> Becca's like, See, wear your, wear your mask properly. I'm like, This is actually crazy that I can't, it's way, it was way different there than it is here in the States, I will say that. Wow, but being here, if they if they know, it's a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But I think after this last fight, okay. I think before the the, the, the TJ fight, I could yeah. be like, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I I think it just depends. And we're also in New York, man. Motherfuckers don't be caring. Like we got we got the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, we got. And they're kind of cheeks, but yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if like, that kind of cheeks. Kind of cheeks is funny. <laughs> it's like that partly cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> the parted cheeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> partly cheeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the popularity here is just different. Like mm-hmm. we have so much other things to care about. Like, like oh, you fight? All right, I'm gonna go watch this basketball game. Yeah, because I got money riding True. on this shit. Um, um, I, I just I, I would have thought that beating Connor would have skyrocketed him but I feel like he's still like under the radar a little bit well I think the the, the diehard Connor fans are still like oh you got lucky that's crazy well I'm still I'm kind of in that void of like I'm the luckiest champ I'm like it's like the, the harder yeah. I train the luckier I get for yeah. some reason yeah that's crazy cause the first one was he clearly rocked him <laughs> yeah the second one maybe you could argue like, yeah, his leg gave out whatever but that's that's his fault well he beat him down he rocked him beat him down with the leg kicks yeah. took him down with the wrestling and he 
systematically beat him down. And then Connor said he was going to come back and make the adjustments, which he did, but he had the fractured injury, um, shin bone or whatever coming into the fight, which, again, everyone comes into the fight with something. That's why something, you say yeah. any place, anytime, anywhere, because any place, anytime, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And at that place, at that time, in that location, that's where you fought, and that's where you lost, my man. <laughs> like, stop making excuses. Yeah. Like, we are the ones that decide to get in there, whether or not we can get through what yeah. we're dealing with. And Your choice. I, we, we deal with this all the time. I've dealt with this all the time. But sometimes and it's the money, right? Sometimes it's the money. But you I think Connor... A lot of times it's the money. But look, at you think Connor... I don't know how much he got paid for that, you know? Maybe. I mean, coming off... No, I mean, it wasn't coming right off, but... Coming off the boxing fight, I, I like to think Connor was and the selling of his shares, most of his shares for a proper twelve. He's I don't think right. he needed the money. I think it's just more so that fighter's mentality that I'm gonna get to this fight. I never pull out of fights because he always talks about that. I never pull out of a fight yet. All these guys, they they pull out, they won't show up. And he was talking about Jose Aldo and all these other guys. This guy won't show up. He doesn't show up to the show. I always make the walk, um, and I respect that. Yeah, because there's always something that happens in the fight camp. Even though I, I talk about the first Jan fight, like he pulled out of the fight still for unknown reasons. And I would never get clarity on that. So I'm going to always keep talking about that shit. <laughs> always. Because <laughs> people made fun of me. I'm like, I actually had a legitimate injury yeah. coming back from a neck surgery that wasn't yet healed and ready to go. And people gave me shit for that. Oh, you pulled out of the fight. I'm like, yeah, but you guys didn't give him the same energy when he pulled out for no reason. Yeah. Literally no reason. You're under a big microscope, man. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I don't know. They just don't, wanna, they just don't <laughs> want to see me win. We could guess. <laughs> they don't want to see the brother on top. Make, <laughs> we could guess. They don't want to see the brother on top. They want to see the brother on top. We could guess. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's really what it is, but no. I got to make I gotta make jokes about that. But, um, yeah. That's why I always say, like, you make it to the fight based on what you're dealing with. I went through the fight with a partially torn bicep tendon. That could have torn in the fight. It could have yeah. rolled up. And then mm-hmm. I could have, my whole left arm would have been useless. useless. The same way his shoulder was useless. Mm-hmm. And it, it would have been like, we'd have been even. <laughs> we'd have been even, bro. Was his shoulder useless? So, here's my thing with that. And I, I touched on this before. If he's sparring and he's getting his ass kicked, yeah. you're not taking the fight. But if you're sparring and you're winning, and TJ's very competitive. I know for a fact that guy is so competitive to the point where there's no way he's going to put himself in a position where he doesn't think he can win. So if he's getting through those sparring sessions and he's beating up his training partners, mm-hmm. he's probably like, if I can beat these guys up and I think they're better than Aljamain, Aljamain striking sucks, it's embarrassing, I'm going to go out there and beat this guy with one arm the same way I knocked out Cody Garbrandt two times. And I'm using his words. Which I'm like talking as if I'm him. I'm going to knock him out the same way I did Cody Garbrandt with um, two blown out shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you feeling yourself. Yeah. You a munch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, uh, people think that uh, taking these supplements gives you like the the offensive advantage, but it also allows you to take shots better, right? I would think so because here's one thing: when he got dropped in that first round, at the end of the first round with Cody Garbrandt, mm-hmm. he had a, a phenomenal recovery coming back into that second round. It looked like nothing ever happened, and they say when you're in good shape. You can take shots better. Like the mm-hmm. brain, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I would even go back to my first Jan fight. Like Jan hit me with some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Like standing target as if he was hitting pads. Just pop, pop. And I just take like two steps back. And I walk back forward. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Even though there's no way I'm gonna get this man. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm in zombie mode. So when I see that, I have to wonder, like, if you're on EPO, it gives you an advantage in the cardiovascular department. Exactly. Yeah, that definitely helps you. Now, with the EPO in the the Henry Sayuto fight, him going down to 125, I think that actually messed him up going down and dehydrating his body so much to the point where when he recovered, he didn't actually recover, like, up here. So mm-hmm. when he hit that, when he got that one shot that looked like it barely grazed him and he just fell down and Sayuto just chucked him to the side like a... Like a little boy. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when I fought. I felt, I felt like I was fighting a little boy. I was like, yo, dude, you feel so weak. Like when I grabbed him, his leg, and I was just like, ha, ha, ha. I just flipped him <laughs> upside down. I was like, is that all you got? This is your king? This? <laughs> yeah. So I can imagine when he got down for that, um, that could have been the difference with that. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I never did shit like that. I did ask him. I wanted to ask him, like, like, how does it feel to be on EPO and not on EPO? Like, do you feel the difference? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they gave him so much credit for being honest, right? I think that's an honest question. Like, yeah, should like, answer. <laughs> like, for someone who's never done it, like, what, like, how, how different did you feel for being mm-hmm. on it and not being on it? As you know, because he said he wasn't on it the second time, um, with us fighting. So, like, did he notice a difference? Like, hey, was that would be good. That would be good. Like, you know, a little publicity for him. He could do a little series about being on it and off of it. I'd, I'd want to hear that story. I would honestly. So, TJ, if you're listening, probably not. <laughs> Let us know if you felt the difference with the PEDs or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did all that off of Jack Mandela and Rob, Danny Roberts, huh? Yeah, because we're talking about old age and damn, that's that's segued off. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a Joe old Rogan podcast right now. Fighters. Um, Jennifer Meyer, former title challenger, taking on Marina Moroz. Marina Moroz hasn't fought in a while, man. She hasn't. Oh, she did. I'm bugging. She fought Acapago. Acapago. Agapova. <laughs> In March of 2022, but before that, she didn't fight since 2020. Hmm, got some traction here. Did she win? All right, she won. Marina did. Mm. Maya, she lost her last two. Chukagan, after having a really good fight with Valentina, she beat Jessica I, then she lost to Caitlin Chukagan, and then she lost to Manav Farrell. So, we're not going to really talk about that. We got my guy, Vince Morales, taking on Miles Johns. This is going to be a good fight. Miles Johns got tired, lost to Castaneda in his last one. He is 28 years young. Um, Castaneda choked him out, arm triangle choke in round three. Ah, man, before that, he was on like a knockout streak, like knocking people out left and right, bro. Who? Uh, Miles Johns, he knocked out Santos round three. He knocked out Natividad round three. Oh, and he lost to Batista flying knee in round two. So it looked like he was coming into his own. Vince Morales, my boy, he trains out in Syndicate MMA. I train with him a bunch sometimes when I'm down there. He lost to Jonathan Martinez, who just beat Cup Swanson. Um, he's on a two fight winning streak, Luke Schmoker and Rodriguez. I saw Jonathan Martinez, right? Who's that the guy that beat Cup? That beat Cup Swanson, Spin- um, Hispanic dude. Yeah, I feel like he was sizing makes, me up, man. Yeah, I don't know how he makes weight. He, Yo, he Martinez, were you size, was you sizing me up, bro? Because <laughs> I don't know, my dude. I feel like he was sizing me up. <laughs> Is he bigger in person? Um, he looks pretty big on the screen. I'm like, this guy's got some thighs on him. He had a jacket on. Yeah, I feel like we both have like similar build. He's a little taller than I am, I think. I think he's 5'8". Yeah, I think he's 5'8". Let me check. Got Miles as the favorite. He is 5'8", yeah. So, 
he trains with Chris Gutierrez and those boys who were down there who just fought and knocked out Frankie Yeager. Mm-hmm. So I forgot where I saw him. I think it was either in the back room, and I said what's up to these guys. I think I said what's up to Mark. I, I, I that weekend was a blur, bro, because I was I was on one like the whole week, <laughs> just twisted. <laughs> and I, I only drink alcohol, guys. I don't I don't do those other like things that people do. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have excuses like oh my. Stuff was cut or laced with PEDs. Mm-hmm. Why take that risk, right? It's pointless. Useless. Last thing I need to do is get popped for some shit. After yeah. I talk so much shit about, about people. Somebody, yeah. yeah, I'm like, bro. Damn. You just I would get hide. crucified. Yeah, you just have to hide. Yeah, I'm like, damn, years. son. And then I'll be sitting there explaining myself. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers yeah, don't care. Yeah, nobody want to hear that. Canelo talking about he had some bad yeah, meat. Bad, bad meat. <laughs> Over what over him say he had he was eating horse meat. Yeah. That's why he was um these guys sure, be funny, man. Sure, buddy. Yeah. You but, think there's ways to cheat it though? People cheat it? Yeah, man. If you got the money, the doctors will help you, man. Damn. That's the way to do it. There's, so what they say is the testing is always behind um for the new ways to cheat. Like they're always like a step behind. So people find out like new ways. This is what I've been told. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I don't really follow the shit all that much. Um, I listen to that guy more plates more dates sometimes and he talks about it who he broke the, um, more plates and dates that's his more pl- that's like his page thing oh okay he talked about John Jones he talked about Usman like weightlifting plates he's talking about that's just his name oh. but he lifts he's like kind of like a bodybuilder I don't know if he competitively lifts anymore oh okay yeah but it's cool I mean he gives like some good insight he doesn't like actually accuse anybody but he, he'll like break it down scientifically so why do you think that people are using it yeah, yeah, like why you can assume or why it may not be likely. So mm-hmm. he kind of plays the fence a little bit, mm-hmm. but he'll he'll talk about things that you need to look for and like the trace marks and stuff. I'm just like, man, just speak English, man, because I don't understand what the hell you talk about. Like, make it in what they say, the the normal everyday everyday guy's um, terminology. I think that's so unfair, man. What's that? Using that stuff, you know what I mean, in a, in a competitive sport like this, like. You could kill somebody, you know what I mean? No, hundred percent. I don't know if you watch back in the days, like yeah. that's pretty much what everybody was doing. Like everybody if you weren't doing it. it, you were like considered like dumb. Yeah. Like you were the dummy not in the room, not taking it. And people were looking at you like, huh, you're lost. Literally, you're lost. Yeah, I mean, if everybody else is doing it, I'm not gonna <laughs> go get myself killed. Yeah. Uh, it's a scary game, man. Like people think it was like Oh, uh, you guys should all be able to do it. I mean, that would be interesting, but it's just <laughs> it's just the afterwards effect, like 10 years down the line. Yeah, how about we just all not use it? <laughs> yeah, like what happens to your body 10 years from now after doing yeah. all these things that you don't even know what's in it, the long-term side effects, what it's doing to your hormones inside? Yeah. Um, it's just scary, man. It's a slippery slope. And I would even argue that maybe TJ's body start falling apart because... You stopped using it? Because he stopped using some of the stuff. Or maybe the usage of some of the stuff causes his mm-hmm. body to de- deteriorate. Because um, I know some of the stuff causes like... Well, he had a long career too, right? Relatively long. I mean, I think 2013 is when he got in the Ultimate Fighter house. Mm. He's been getting knocked around. Not really. No. I mean, he's he's been like putting most guys away. He fought Sun Tzu twice. He beat. He lost the first one in a fight. Most people thought he won. Then he rematched him at UFC 200. He beat him there. Um, he lost to Dominic Cruz in a cl- close split decision fight. That was a good fight. Yeah. So he's had a lot of good fights. Yeah. He, ha- he hasn't been in like crazy, crazy Rolls. wars where he's been like dropped multiple times. 
for the most part, it's been competitive. Um, but the sparring, I know he spars hard. Like, this is just word of mouth. I know he spars hard. I know Al per personally sparred with him, Ally Quinta. He said, I boxed with him, and then he just kept saying, like, one more round, one more round. Even after he agreed, he said, it got to the point where he told him, like, TJ, I don't care what you say. Like, whatever happens this round, I don't care. We're not, we're done after this. Like, he had to tell him, like, we're not doing another round. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, his only way to, like, get out of there. Mm -hmm. And I think what he was trying to do was, like, maybe because he's on the stuff at the time, he's trying to, like, get a win over him mm -hmm. and, like, one-up him by just not getting tired and trying to beat somebody down who's yeah. bigger. And be like, oh, I got him good that last round. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that was round eight. I had no desire <laughs> to do eight rounds. Yeah. What happened rounds one through four or one through three kind of thing. But, yeah. again, because super competitive. And that's why I respect TJ in that regards. Because super competitive mindset, man. you got to be built a little different. Um, Viz Morales and Miles John. <laughs> yeah, we just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> this should, <laughs> it should be a good fight. <laughs> Miles John has been knocking guys out left and right. He did lose a, a not a close one. Um, I don't know if it was really back and forth the way I remember it, but he lost to a tough dude in Castaneda. Mm -hmm. And then Vince Morales lost. Which one did he lose to? I didn't get to do Oh, Martinez, yeah. Prelims. <clears throat> and then he beat Schmoka and, and Schmoka. Rod Rodriguez. Schmoka. So it was a big opportunity for both these guys to get back in the win column. As we both know, like I said, the UFC, when he's, two guys lose, they tend to match those guys up <clears throat> to see who's going to kind of ascend and climb the ranks. I'm pulling for my boy Vince Morales, so hopefully he goes out there and get it done. Shout out to Syndicate MMA. I think he's got all the tools to win. He's a little bit of a um, big-ass bandweight. Like, he's huge for the weight class. Like, if you see Vince Morales, like, I don't even know how he the hell he makes, what, like, 135. He walks around about 150 pounds soaking wet. And somehow, some way, he can make 135. It's crazy. He should be fighting at the welterweight division. 150. That's, yeah. That, what do you walk around with? <laughs> what do you walk around with? 170. <laughs> now nah, I'm just breaking his balls. Yeah, I'm about to say 150. He, whenever we see each other, it's like a little inside joke. He goes, "What's up, welterweight?" I'm like, "Yeah, the world's biggest bantamweight, Vince Morales, walking around 150 pounds, 152." And I'm like, "Damn, I wish I could walk around that. It would make my life a lot easier. Take short notice fights left and right." Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he gets it done. Um, really nice dude, good guy to have around, great energy all the time in the room. So I'm definitely pulling for him to get the job done. We got another bandway fight, Ricky Tercios taking on Kevin Atividad. Um Oh, Brady Heinstead is back taking on Fernie Garcia. That's who you were talking about. Who is this Bernie guy though? Brady is strong as shit. I grappled with him one time, I was like, oh, like, it was like a little back and forth. Like, no one really got a better position than the other. Yeah. But he he was able to hold me in, like, a relatively neutral position and keep me from moving too, too much. Like, just being smart. Like, not doing too much that's going to expose him. I was like, well, this isn't very fun. That's one. And two, you're actually really strong. Like, most guys, even if they're just holding that position, I could typically move. But because he's a good grappler, I didn't want to expose too much where if he does pass and get to my back, now I'm in trouble because he's a strong kid and actually big for the weight class. This Fernie guy, he lost his UFC debut to Journey Newson. And then you got Brady. He's a favorite for that. Definitely a favorite. He lost a split decision on the Ultimate Fighter finale to Ricky Tercios. 
But he's a big boy, man. Oh, I forgot Vanessa Demopoulos is fighting. She's fighting Maria. Yes. Very interesting. Maria, Maria. But that's pretty much all I got to say about those guys. I mean, that's really it, man. There's like uh there was some there was some other fan questions like these these people were asking me. Let's see if I can pull up a couple more. I just be tweeting so much. <laughs> I'm a tweeter, man. I love to tweet. I hope they don't uh, charge me for my blue check. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do it. Ain't that crazy? Mm-hmm. $8 a month? Why would um, you? Anybody can be verified now? Anybody. Like, what's the... So I go like, well, this kind of defeats the purpose of everything. Yeah. Now you're going to have a bunch of verified people. Yeah, I was getting mad DMs because I have none of my notifications on unless it's like a verified person mm -hmm. um, or somebody that I follow. And Twitter. I was getting, yeah, on Twitter, and I was getting DMs. I'm like, wait, who are you people? Um, click that link. So just just pick out like five questions um, from the fans, the ones that you think are interesting. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap with that, I guess. Um, say like their at names too. Give them some love. Give them some love. Uh, at Steck Kevin asks, how do you feel about Alex being the second least experienced UFC champ behind Brock? Coincidence, right place, right time, or is he genuinely that good? I feel like I answered this one last time. I think I did answer this one last time. Oh, so it's um, yeah. This is like kind of a repeat. Ah. Uh, but there's 80 questions. I, I think I only answered like six. Damn, I don't know what you haven't answered already. I feel like some of these you probably did, though. I mean, out of 80, <sighs> I did like six. Yeah. <laughs> I just happened to pick the right shoot, one. Shoot your shot, bro. <laughs> I happened shoot to pick the right one yeah, the yeah. last time. Stylistically, who's the easiest fight for you next? Mm, who, who said this? At Crying Thug. At Crying Thug. Got a picture of Rose on the profile picture. <laughs> oh, that's foul. <laughs> man, the fans are brutal, man. That's why I say it's like high school. Because they just be bullying you. I'm like, damn, bro. I just had a, a freaking professional fight. And you over here ripping me apart for losing. Trying to entertain you. Mm -hmm. um, easiest stylistic fight. I feel like they all present like their own problems. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like... I feel like Henry... Is the easiest fight right really? now? H hear me out. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna paint the picture for you guys. And this is, I'm not trying to disrespect Henry, guys, but I'm gonna paint the picture for you guys. And just because you say easy doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. It's, yeah, it's just exactly. easiest out of the uh, others. Easiest out of the three. Yeah. Not that Henry Cejudo is an easy fight, but out of the three between Cheeto, um, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and Henry Cejudo, I'm gonna paint the picture. Sean O'Malley, tall, almost six feet tall, long reach, longer than mine. I'm 71. I think he's like 74. Uh, kicks very well. Fights well going backwards. Has not guys out going backwards. Um, throws a lot of spinning shit, unorthodox stuff. And even when Jan took him down and slammed him on the ground, he landed like a cat with his two hands and got <laughs> right back up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like he's... He's getting taken down and getting control. It's not like um, 
Jan took him down, got to his back, and dominated him. <clears throat> so people want to disrespect his grappling, but he also went for an armbar in the fight. And it shows he is actually somewhat cognizant in that position, those positions, like understanding what's going on. Um, and other than that, I think he has tricky combinations where he'll feint something and come back with an overhand, mm -hmm. or he'll come back with something different. A lot of misdirections. Yeah. He always fakes the back and then comes over to the right. Yes. Fakes a little backspin. Yep. Yep. So he's tricky. Yeah. A lot of things to tr like to train for, to look out for in, a, in terms of preparing for a fight like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have... Sometimes I feel like that's his downfall at the same time. He's a little too too flashy. Like, you know, all those motions. It's like, all right, bro, I'm not going to fall for it all the time. <laughs> not all the time. But yeah. then you still have to respect it. Because the yeah. moment you don't and yeah. he throws that shit, you're yeah. like, damn, I thought you was just fucking around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Here's how I win. If I close the distance, I take him down, and in transition, I take his back. Mm -hmm. I've done that to just about every single person I fought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Cheeto Vera. Tall. He's a slow starter. Not the fastest hands. Like, like Omali has fast hands, mm -hmm. fast kicks. But Cheeto kicks like a mule. Mm -hmm. um, he's got really good jujitsu mm -hmm. off of his back. And uh, maybe not from back control because everyone goes, oh, Jose Aldo held his back. That means you would be able to get to his back. I'm like, well, I got to get to his back. And just because Jose Aldo got to his back doesn't mean I can get to his back. Um, it just depends on the sequence. Like if he decides to pull guard, it's a different fight. Frankie Edgar took him down. He was busting up Frankie Edgar from bottom, even though Frankie was still landing some shots. But for the most part, I would say that Cheeto landed some dangerous elbows in those positions off of his back against Frankie Edgar. That's a dangerous matchup right there. Um, he hit a key lock on Brian Kelleher. Kelleher was trying to take him down. He had a key lock on, uh, uh, which is a Kimura lock, guys, if you don't know. Key lock coming around the arm and then lock it on the wrist. And as Kelleher went to take him down, he reversed him to the mat and he stepped over and transitioned to an R bar, submitted Brian Kelleher in the first round. So he has like the, the, the ability to understand what's going on in there. And he's long as well. He's almost six feet tall himself. I don't know where his exact reach is. The only thing that I have going for him over... I have going over him. I would say my hand speed is definitely faster than his. Um, I'm a faster starter than him. I got the wrestling over either him him and both uh, O'Malley. Um, what makes him dangerous is those kicks. The front yeah. kick that he hit uh, Frank Yeager with. The head kick that he hit Dominic Cruz with. The hook kick that he hit Rob yeah. Font with and wobbled him multiple times with all these crazy kicks that he throws. He kicks like a mule. Same way I throw big kicks, he throws big kicks as well. He's long, he's rangy, he's dangerous. Enter Henry Sayudo now. Five foot three, I think. Maybe five foot four. His reach is about 68, 67. It might even be shorter. It might be 65. You can actually pull that up on topology. Um, so I'll go with that. He's I'm gonna say he's 65. Because Marab is about 67. I'm going to say he's about 65-inch reach. I'm 71-inch reach. I'm 5'7". 64. 64. Yeah. He used to fight at flyweight. So he's not the biggest bantamweight. Yeah. He is... He Like, that's more so him not cutting that much weight. Yeah. So he could fight at 135 and not have to kill himself the way, like, I would do to get down to 35. Mm -hmm. He's coming up. So he's going to be a little bit more better with the conditioning, maybe. Um, maybe I would say because he's smaller. I always say the lighter guys have better conditioning than, than the bigger guys. But Henry Cejudo doesn't do a lot of movements when he fights. He fights very like patient. He'll do one thing at a time. Like he'll chop versus like I'm landing a combination and going like spurts like that. He doesn't really fight like that. He conserves his energy well. 
Um, he can wrestle, but most of his takedowns are inside leg trips, um, single legs, like sit downs, like we call it running the pipe. I don't really see him like taking someone down, lifting them and slamming them. He doesn't do takedowns like that. Uh, if I kick him, there's a good chance I could just lift my knee and touch his chin. And people are going to, and the one thing I will say he has, if I throw a kick, Henry can wait to time it. Like he does that karate stand shit. He can wait to time it. And as I go to throw a kick, look to dart in and close the gap quickly. And him being a faster guy, he's like, um, Andrew Schultz was talking about like that dwarf speed. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> and again, I'm being respectful here. <laughs> I'm being respectful. We're going to quote Andrew Schultz on this one. Yeah, I'm using Andrew Schultz's words. You know, like he talked about dwarf speed, like being able to do things just really quickly. Yeah, yeah. So if I throw a kick and I'm on one foot, I'm not as mobile because I'm on one foot. That's just common sense. So he'll be able to plant and dart in with the dwarf speed and, and get to me, close that gap. Now, <laughs> the dwarf speed. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I think he has the least, the least amount of things going for him in terms of tools. Not saying he can't win because yeah. it's a fight. Yeah. He can land something crazy in the early goings of the fight, but he has to get through a lot of tools, elbows, my knees, my front kicks. Um, my jabs, just as long as I keep rangy and every time he steps in, touch, he steps in, smash an elbow. Touch, he steps in, clinch him up. If I get double underhooks on him, I can legit pick him up off the floor, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this. Like, where's he going to go? You know what I mean? I'm going to swing, swing him around like feet. this, dangle his feet like this. <laughs> come here, come here. I'm like, come here, little nigga. <laughs> um... He looks like a little tree stump, though. He's, he's, no, like he's, he's, probably... he's, he's a little bit of a fire hydrant. And again, yeah. when he gets in shape, he's a tank. And I give him respect where it's due. Like I said, it's a tough fight. But I think stylistically, like, he gets the wrestling. Okay, he has the wrestling advantage on paper. If it was a wrestling match, they say he would win. Yeah. Even though I don't think so. Mm -hmm. If it's freestyle, okay, maybe I'll give him the freestyle. But I don't even see how he win. He's just so much smaller than me. I'm like, dude, what is your path to victory in beating me in a freestyle match? Like, you take a shot. I can step around and cut the corner on you. And expose your back for points. Like, people think my wrestling is not up to par with these guys just because they got a gold medal. I'm like, okay, cool, bro. Cool. Mm -hmm. I've wrestled with a lot of high-level guys, and I probably wrestle more competitively now than you do. But that's another story. But the jiu-jitsu department, mm -hmm. what does Henry Ciudo do in jiu-jitsu? Like, that's a big threat. Like, Volkanovski, Brian Ortega. The two turning points in that fight where he could have closed the show, the guillotine and the triangle choke. Mm-hmm. Now, can Henry get to that position with me where he can lay in my guard and just hang out? I don't think so. Um, I'm going to be throwing up elbows. I'm going to be framing, creating space. What's he going to do? Posture up and throw punches with his 64-inch reach? You know, I'm going to stiff arm him. It's going to be very difficult for him to hit me. He could punch me to the body. Like, these are all things that I know that he can do because I'm smart where I analyze, like, where can he actually hurt me? Yeah. If he takes me down and I frame and I create space and I get a knee shield, and I push my hands out. He starts throwing punches. And I'm on his shoulders and controlling his wrist. Where is that punch? That punch is like dangling in front of my hand, my face like this. He <laughs> can like go to my body. When the bully holds your head and you swing yeah. like this. And, and again, it's not trying to like be yeah. disrespectful about it. But I'm like, I'm visualizing this. I'm just like, I just don't see how you win. Like other than catch me and knock me out. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just take the fight then? Because if I beat him, mm -hmm. oh my God, you beat a guy who came off the couch. No respect again. And then if I lose to him, it's, oh, Henry beat a guy who's not that good. He's the luckiest champ anyway. 
And it's just like, there's no winning. <laughs> there's no winning other than just winning and just saying, suck it, I won. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I how I lay that up. And again, if I got the takedown on Henry and I get to the back control, I don't know what he thinks his wrestling is going to be able to do once I lock my hands like this. Mm-hmm. What are you going to go two on one? You know how many guys do a two on one? Like what is your two on one different going two hands to one wrist? So this is a two on one escape. We go two fingers. We go thumb inside. We break the grip of one hand from we separate the grip by going on one hand, two on one, push it down, create space, and then we cut away. Henry goes two-on-one. You think his two-on-one, is he like Hercules? Is he going to be stronger than having the leverage of O'Malley, having the leverage of Cheeto, who are so much longer? They can push and get the, the gravity plus leverage and the size advantage. So they're going to have the weight. They're going to have gravity. They're going to have the height. But what's Henry going to have in terms of that position? I'm, I'm just like, what? Is, I don't know what people are seeing. They don't just, He looks strong. He looks strong and he's not cutting that much weight, so he might have the strength. He might have the strength. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I say he's explosive. Okay. But to, to say he has the strength, that part for me, I'm like, well, I just don't know how he would have the strength over, like, is he squatting 400 pounds? Like, I'm going with 45ers and 55ers. Is he stronger than these guys? Uh, you know, so this is how I'm rationalizing yeah. my head. I'm like, I don't mind taking a fight with Henry. I just want to make sure that I'm going to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, You know, the UFC and I spoke, mm-hmm. not recently since the fight. Uh, we spoke before, and then after the fight, I said to Hunter, I was like, you know, um, like hopefully we can honor our deal that we talked about. And he's like, said like, yeah, you have my word. A deal's a deal. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Dana. I appreciate that. Um, so if it's Henry, so you, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna yeah. risk losing, yeah. Give me the guy that I can make the most money with. That's that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. I think it's O'Malley, but if they think it's if it's Henry, then give me Henry. I still think I match up well with him. Yeah. And I and like I just laid it all all out like. Henry needs to figure out how to beat me and how to do that with a guy who can change and adapt during the middle of the fight the same way he can. Henry's got a competitive mindset. He knows how to adapt. I know how to adapt as well. I think it was going to be a very good fight. Um, but I think any one of those guys would be a fun fight. Um, but I think those other two guys are more dangerous where there's a factor where they can end the fight like that. Mm-hmm. Where Henry, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I just have a hard time seeing it. With that being said, uh, at Rami Not Norbert 007, who do you feel is the most deserving? Deserving. Deserving. Who I think is the most deserving is the guy who just beat the number one contender in Piotrian, and I would say that's Sugar Sean O'Malley. O'Malley. I keep saying O'Malley. They, they, everyone keeps correcting me. O'Malley. What is it? O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. O'Malley. O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley. Is he O'Malley. Irish? Is he Irish? I think so. I think partial. Uh, or a full. I will say though, I do think he is the most deserving based on what he's done because he beat the highest ranked credential guy next to Marab, who beat Jose Aldo, who was ranked third at the time. Marab is now ranked second. Did he though? <laughs> well, I, I watched it back and I thought he won. Yeah? Yeah. And now, if you want to make the argument that here's the other side of that if he had lost that fight, would you have given him props? Just say, oh, oh he's yeah, a real... definitely. So then, definitely. why is it that when he gets the nod, he doesn't get the props? Because he didn't. Because <laughs> in, my... <laughs> in my book, he didn't. You got to make it make sense. Because <laughs> in my book, he didn't win. It's like, if I go and fight Tyson, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I last 12 rounds, right? Like, people giving um Logan Paul props for going all rounds with Mayweather. Okay. Does that mean Logan should go fight uh, <laughs> Errol Spence next or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, No. I mean, he could. 
So he could fight you. He could. <laughs> okay. You're going to compare him now? Like, he could. No, I was saying, like, <laughs> if you're going to do freak show fights where the guys are not even in the same weight class, yeah. it's like, well, you know what I mean? I was saying, just because he, like, you know, stood in there with him doesn't mean they're on the same level. That's how I feel about that one. Well, skill-wise, skill-wise, not on the same level. And if that and was five rounds, classes. we know what would have, I think we know what would have happened. But I don't. I, I hate to say that, too, because maybe it would have been a different Sean also. Yeah. And we don't know how they would have done in five, going five rounds other than Piotr Jan, who's actually gone five rounds before. Yeah. So it's, it's different. It's like a whole bunch of, like, what ifs. But it's just, like... I feel like the people that don't give him the respect is the ones that, that like, if he had lost... I respect. I I, I betted on him, first of all. I just wanted to get, yeah. put that out there. I betted on him to win. But I don't think he should fight for the title just yet. Um, you could, Because of who's at the t- who's holding the belt? You're, is that why you're saying that? No. I just feel like he, he didn't win. <laughs> I feel like he just proved that he deserves to be in the top thing, but I don't think yeah. he deserves to fight for the belt. Because, right, so let me, let me change it. Because he only fought, like, Peter, Peter right? As far as top guy and Pedro, Pedro, but that was obviously a no contest. Hey, yeah, and I think Pedro and was before, kind of showing he, him some shit that he'd never seen before and yeah. kind of making him work. Pedro won the first round, and then Sean started to come alive more in that second round. Yeah. Um. So I could give credit where it's due. Like I, I'm not a Sean O'Malley hater. Um. I give credit where it's due because I think when you start to discredit these guys, you give yourself a false sense of security, yeah. and then when you go into these fights, you're a little bit more delusional. Yeah. Or you're you're delusional and you don't have this, the the same respect that you probably should and recognize the talents that these guys actually bring to the cage, like T.J. Dillashaw, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, guy really just thought like he's gonna run through you. Yeah, it's just the like, nerve. this is crazy. The nerve. I'm like the the, the arrogance that you have to have <laughs> on a thousand. But yeah. so my, here's my thing: if we're going by the merit, you beat the number one guy. That's how why why would why, why would you not like I'm trying to it's like you're saying because you, you have somebody like I guess Cheeto that's going through the ranks and he's beat top guys I feel like it who did Cheeto beat last Dominic Cruz Dominic Cruz who did he beat before that Frankie Frankie Edgar you think that deserves a title shot over beating Piotrion no I don't think so yeah I think they should fight both then of you them. got then you got Marab who beat Jose Aldo who was ranked third and then Jose retired because that was his last chance to want to fight for a belt if he won he would have yeah. been next yeah. Um, you see how they did my boy Marab win they now everyone nobody calls out Marab <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that work yet so that that's where I'm at with that so I, I think it should be I think it should be Henry and then let Sugar and what, why Cheeto, do you say Henry though he he went out on top okay two and a half years ago so may, come back may, may makes three years so come back just fight for the belt you think he should just fight right for the belt yeah we're about to cut right now. Damn. Um, we still got a few couple more seconds, but yeah, I think I'm not opposed to that. I just think if we're talking about most deserving, like they asked, I would say uh, it's on my based on the merit system. Um, but there is an argument there for Henry Cejudo as well. I just like I don't want people not to give the respect and props due because they're gonna try to say like, oh, he's been gone and sitting on the couch for so mm-hmm. long. Um, he's not GSP. Mm-hmm. GSP was training here the, all the, the entire time. Cejudo got like heavy, whatever, like. He's been coaching, right? He's been yeah, you see, you the, see his physique, man. Yeah, he looks like, like everyone's it. making fun of him. Like, can you even make weight? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, if Henry can make weight, man, saddle up, big boy. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Like I said, man, we'll fight. I'll fight anybody, bro. Anybody, any place, anytime, except in Australia. 
Uh, <laughs> so not any place, anytime. Dang, look at that. That's your farce. I know. Oh. I, I'll fight, though. I think I'm going to fight before June, maybe April or May. Um, I would like to fight two times next year, if possible, three, even if it's with or without the belt, because three-round fights are a lot easier. Um, but we'll see what happens. That's that's kind of where I'm at with everything. So again, Henry, if it's you, wait for the boy, and I'll show you who the real king is. This this bantamweight division is. Like I said, I think you're a tough competitor, but I know I got the skills and the tools to win, and I know I will shut you down and leave no more doubt. Hit your boy up, and stop sending, stop tagging me in pictures of knockout losses, bro. That shit's just stupid. I I, 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 I got I stooped down to this level last night again and started playing the petty game. He showed a picture of me being knocked out from Marlon. It's like I was trying to figure out, imagine you doing how you do your crunches, and I showed him curled up in a ball. I was like, oh, you remind me of those flimsy lawn chairs. Him curled up in a ball with Mighty Mouse screaming like, yeah! <laughs> I'm like, this you? This you on the ground right there? This is your king? Yeah. So I'm like, bro, you need to relax. But I I, I don't want to stoop down to that pettiness. I'd rather just use my words because everybody who sticks around this game long enough. Shout out Anthony Burchak who pointed that out. Like, yeah, we're all going to face that same faith. So I don't want people thinking it's like okay to show fighters like themselves being plastered on the ground and being knocked out and unconscious. So um, I don't want to do shit like that. So uh, I got better ways to talk shit. Henry's just so irrelevant. That's like, he feels like that's the only way to get to me. It doesn't get to me. It's just like going in. I'll be like, man, somebody writes a joke. Somebody writes a joke. Henry's not that funny. Henry's not that funny. I don't think he's funny. I just feel like he's trying to hurt. Feelings like well, he thinks that's his way to get to me yeah. under my skin. But I'm like, dude, I'm only doing this back so that I remind you, like, you know, this was also you. Yeah. Like, by the way, like, <laughs> you remember well, this? Put the mirror up to him. Yeah. yeah like, bro, don't don't forget, because the, the internet never forgets the internets. Um, other than that, where can people find you before this thing cuts off? Uh, well, I deactivated my Instagram, but usual underscore Kevin. Or my photography page underscore CTV underscore you media. Mic though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just the, just, the, just the page. Usual underscore Kevin or um, my photography page underscore CTV underscore media. On IG. On Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. So you guys check him out. He's got some really good work. Um, like I said, hopefully this media company takes off. Guys, like, subscribe. Um, thank you guys for always tuning in. If you like my shit, subscribe to my shit or spin it back this. Baby, don't forget G Fuel. Use my promo code Aljo for 20% off this month, next month, all months. Sometimes we're going to be doing 30%. I'll let you guys know when that boost code comes in. Um, click the link in the bio if you want some Funk Master merch. Go to aljomainstorm.com. Thanks always. Be safe. Stay blessed. Peace.